like the way you already pre-proposing an apartment uptown. Is that, is that gonna be your excuse? Oh, like wow. I'm oh. working. <laughs> I'm working. Oh wow. I'm working. <laughs> wow. Hey man. Yeah. I just you're not gonna use you are gonna use the excuse like um Jeremy Pargo wife told him that he got locked into the club by the fire marshal and that's why he ain't come home. What's the wildest <laughs> excuse you gave when you was cheating? Or didn't come home? Uh didn't I mean I dude, I'm always gonna come home. I'm always gonna come home. <laughs> like, like, nah, it's no excuse for not coming home. You don't cheat on holidays, mm. birthdays, anybody's birthday, anybody's holiday. You don't cheat on any of those days. Okay. And you always come home. And you always got to come home before 6 o'clock. Ooh. You always got to come home before 6 o'clock, man. You got I, to. I use your brother. I remember, I remember, one, I remember one of my homeboys, man, his, uh, his girl called. Oh, gosh. She was just like, very random story. Y'all not going to figure this out. Anyway. <laughs> We all went out one night. We ended up seeing like um, somebody that he had knew, right? So okay. like he's kicked with in the past. So we ended up all like going over to like her place, like uh, you know, I th- you know, this when I was young. So we drinking, we smoking, yeah. And then at the end of the night, it was probably like probably like three or four o'clock in the morning, right? So you know, I, like one of my homeboys had peeled off. So at the end of the night, it was just like me, him. Her, one of her friends, and they're like I, I wasn't really feeling the friends, so I was just like, mm. all right, I'm about to bounce. It was probably like. It's probably like four o'clock okay. in the morning, right? So it's already late. So um like next day, do not hear from him. Cause I don't think to check on him, right? Yeah. So like, yo, man, his wife called me. She is pissed off. <laughs> she is hot. She is like, <laughs> she's like, what time did y'all leave? Oh my God. Such and such place. And I'm like, damn, man. I left at like four, four thirty. So I was like, and she was looking for an answer, right? Me not giving an answer was not gonna do. On, so Mike. I was just Come like, on, all right, man, I'm going to just throw two hours on the time that I left. I was just like, man, we left like 6, 630. <laughs> Yo. Yo, this nigga got home at like 7, bro. Yo. He got home at like 7, man. So I called him. I'm like, Yo, dude. I, 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 he didn't even pick up. I was like, Yo, man, I gave you two hours. So if, you, if it's anything beyond that, you're going to have to figure it out. Man, I hate being put in the position to cover for your boy when he do fuck shit. This is two decades ago, by the way. This is not recent. Yeah, I didn't even know Mike then. Yeah, yeah. He knew me, but I didn't know him. <laughs> um, but it's like I hate it. You know, I always said I'm not going to jail for nobody except for my wife. And I'm not. It's it's you know that's just because she made more money than me and she got a corporate job, so I got to take the L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah go go yeah. sit down. Yeah, you got to hold it. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I always told my boys like, look. I will, I will, I'm never going to snitch, but you should never put me in a position to answer for any dirt that you do. Give me a heads up, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, this is a story. Stick to this. Or, Cause I'm going to tell you like, yo, I just won't answer the phone. Yeah. Give and, me, give me a heads up, man. Like just, I'll just give me a heads up, man. Just be like, yo, dude. Yeah. When I was cheating, man, uh, I said your brother needed me <laughs> <laughs> in Greensboro. But, but, and, and mind you, that, that story wasn't me cheating. That was actually one of my boys cheat because yeah. I actually don't cheat. Yeah, I don't cheat either. But, yeah, at that point in time, I said, Ez need me in Greensboro. <laughs> and she goes, what? he lives in Columbia. I said, I don't know why he's in Greensboro, but I'm going up there to check on him. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to go check on him. Shout out to Beep. I love you. Um, all right, man, let's start this pod. But, yeah, the girls are fighting. Um, I love when the baddies fight, man. Especially because, like I told you off mic, they fighting for their life, bro. They are, but the thing that got me like weak about everything is the dude who is caught up in the mix. This nigga got good taste. Like all the girls, yeah, dude. If you got, if you got some money, you should have good taste. 
Well, I want to know where everybody getting all this money from because, like, I told you know me and the community we're in our DMs discussing this whole thing. We breaking it down. I'm like, yo, how much money do bruh got? Because he at the Super Bowl, dude, he, he at the Super table. Bowl, yeah. Like what Partying, you do for a he living? Got, he got a bunch of baddies, yeah. So I mean, he clearly a drug dealer, but I mean, no, nah, he don't have to be a drug dealer. He could be, yeah. he could be a doctor. He don't dress like one. he could be a doctor. I mean, this might be a regular doctor. And these girls, and he ain't got no kids yet. That let me know the other thing. You ain't no doctor. Yeah, he might, he might have, <laughs> he might have uh, six practices, bro. Yo, all right. I love Mike shooting bail for black men. <laughs> you know what um, I'm going to do. Look, because this nigga is a drug dealer. I don't care what none <laughs> you know of y'all what say. I'm, I'm going to shoot bail, man. Look, man. He is a drug dealer. All right, here go my favorite. I hate to do this to my baby, but I got to do it, man. Here we go. If you're making $50,000, don't date. I'm I'm just being for real. You're not ready to date. Again, I'm with you. You're not right. ready to date. You're not ready to date because courtship costs. Mm. Okay. Everything costs. Okay. You can go for 22 walks in the park. Eventually, Shorty is going to need a sip of something. She's going to be thirsty. <laughs> this <laughs> bottle of water is $3 you in Atlanta. That's not play. <laughs> so if you don't have any expendable cash, mm. don't date. And whatever that looks like for you, you might only make 50000 but you live in a shoe. And now you got expendable cash. Or get you a bottom of the barrel bitch that's going to date you when you I love have no she money. Don't if she doesn't right have now. the expectation, that's a hate. and I'm yeah, going to tell hate. you this right yeah. now, enjoy it while it lasts because she said she ain't got no expectation. Because she doesn't stretch you. She doesn't make you the man that you need to become. She mm. allows you to be the stagnant dude in the same jeans for days. You know what I'm saying? Be cutting up. I'm you just talk about man. So, um... <laughs> this is a terrible take. From start to finish. Is it? It really is. It's a terrible. Okay. It's a terrible take. Is start it a bad finish. take? All right. Here, here's the thing, right? So if we're talking about women being boss, you know, they as they say, boss bitches, right? Uh-huh. I, I don't use that word, but they say boss bitches, right? I love when they say that. It, so if if that's what women are are to be, um, where does your equity, equality, and inclusion come from, right? Mm. Because if you making the same amount or more than the man. Right. Mm-hmm. So are you, is, so are we and di, whoever this um coach is or whatever, mm-hmm. she's a hypergamy something coach. Or yeah, yeah, that's what that's what she teaches. Right. But if women get to a point where women are making two hundred thousand dollars a year, who they're going to date? Like you're you're in the half percent of men. Right. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like this coach is like I, I did. I did a little dive on it because, um, you know, I actually listen to poor minds. Yeah. So it started playing when I went on my walk yesterday and I got three minutes in. I had to turn it off. Come on, man! Don't no, do that, to my no, girl. no, no, no. Because like, th- like, because the things that she said at the very beginning of that pod, like, find a rich dude, take his money, start your own business. Like, it, it was, it was, mm. it was terrible. It was terrible. So I was just like, man, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go see who this is, right? And then, um, you know, I do a little deep dive. You know, she, she, she did what was called sugaring. Okay, you know, so you know what sugaring is, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what she. That's what she normally. That's what she Sugar did, daddy. right? So it's yeah. like. Man, it's like, yo, women really keep women single. Like, it, it, it's completely off base. What's my favorite line? Uh, women what? Women, women hate women. Uh, like, right? I, I, but it's like, it, it was completely off base. Like, you if, think so? If you are a boss chick and if you like it, first off, let me be clear. If women have money and they like you, they will spend money on you. That's fair. Women will spend money on you. So if a woman has money, bro, like she's not holding the guy that she is is visually attracted to. She's not holding him to the same standards that she's trying to tell everybody else. These are the standards that I'm holding somebody to. All right, here we go. First disagreement. We telling the truth this part. Yeah, we telling say, the truth. All right, man. I like when we tell the truth, but you know, sometimes I gotta ask because sometimes I'm willing to lie. Um, did I think it was a bad take? Nah, I feel like. 
I didn't feel like it was a bad take because I do believe that, yo, if, you know, certain people shouldn't be dating because they just can't afford to. Um, but I do think that comes to a point of, yo, what are you trying, what type of dates are you trying to take? When I was making uh, $8 an hour as a server, you know what I'm saying? And I was a server assistant, so let's be clear. Y'all are going to be like, yo, servers make $2. Um, but I was making $8. Uh, I wasn't going to Capitol Grill. Well, no. I wasn't even going to Roof Chris. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So I had to date within my means. I dated women within my means. So I get that. But part. if there's if there's women at your at whenever that was in your life, right? So I'm assuming mm-hmm. you was between 20, 18 and 19. Okay. 18 to 20, yeah. So at 20 years old, what what 20-year-old woman is used to Roof Chris? Is used to, you know, the top Capital 10%. Grill, right? Yeah. So the, the baddies, right? Yeah, yeah. So so again, it's 10%. like 10%. Yeah, yeah. If that, right? Might, maybe less than that. Absolutely. So none of the women in that in that bracket is used to that. But now because of Instagram, mm-hmm. all women think that this is what I deserve. This is what I should have. Everybody thinks she's a baddie. The young lady that's speaking, if you go listen to that that first ten minutes, she's like, "Look at me." Well, right? let's get there because <laughs> they lit your ass up, and I don't think it's fair. I don't but mind. I don't. Let me tell you why I don't mind yeah. because I've said this, and I, this is not to poor minds. This is to what happens. How do I get popping on the internet? We always come back to this. And what ends up happening is you get the women that don't have on makeup, that's overweight, hair not done, um, that's looking a mess, and they take one segment of them saying something that's quote-unquote ridiculous, and the internet just heats it and it's gone, right? So the first thing the comments was doing was like, yo, yo, BMI ratio don't match. Like, how you got these takes? And the joke was, she said, yo, I just got a BBL, so I gained 40 pounds because I couldn't work out. And they tore her ass up even more about that. And I was just like, yo, what if, like, what have we gotten to? And then, you know, the other part of it is, dog, I met my wife when I was, for sakes and purposes, like 24, 25. I married her at 30. And when I bought my crib, when I started dating my wife, I was making $16 an hour. Yeah. I'm so glad that my wife saw the future. Yeah, yeah. She see the see beyond. But again, right, that's a woman that's interested in you. Yeah. Right. She saw what I could be and said, Yeah, I'm gonna get this dude a chance. Yeah. Now, granted, my wife was making less, and then she quickly started making more, but it was still like, Y'all, I'm gonna give you a chance because I would hate. To be a brother, and we're going to talk about one at the end of this podcast, so stay through it. Um, Trying to go out here and date these chicks, and you got to just like, yo, I got to make it. But that ain't even a conversation I want to have because poor minds said this going to break the internet. Poor minds, you let us down. They, here's the thing. They played that clip because mm-hmm. they, they shot old girl Bell. Right, if they make more clips and they have it, because I actually went and followed them after this shit yeah. on Twitter, because because Twitter's where everything gets off. Oh, it goes down. <laughs> so I went and followed them. They have not reposted, but I, I promise you, if you listen to the first three minutes of their show, you know, I hate to plug another pod on our pod, you know. But if you go listen to the first three minutes of that show, if you can make it that far, like <laughs> old girl goes in on oh, men, bro. Oh, I believe it. But you know, if y'all wanted to break the internet, the better question is, what should your salary requirement be to have kids? Because if y'all think that y'all shouldn't be dating at 50 grand, D- nobody gonna date. Well, no, scratch that. How much should you be a sh- how much money do you need to be making to have a child? Shh, bro, I, I don't I don't know if any amount is enough. My um <laughs> my, my my best friend her and her husband, they have a newborn right now, and they are they are millionaires. 
And they are fucking struggling. Oh, I believe it. Like, <laughs> they are struggling. Because if I come out today and say, hey, yo, I think you shouldn't have a kid if you make less than 75 grand. Yeah. We know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. They, they are struggling. So I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's, a, a, you know, the right number. I Well, for me, I don't, I believe <laughs> they should be like an unlock button for semen and your, your <laughs> eggs should not be able to be fertilized if you don't make like literally, bro. Like if we keeping it real, your household can't be making less than like a hundred k if you want to have kids. Yeah, like I mean, it's just a yeah. real. It's it's sad. It, I mean, it's going it's going to cost some money for one, and for two, you got you need to do it in a marriage, right? You need to do it in a mm-hmm. two parent home because, uh, like, I like I when I walked in, I was on the phone with her, and she was just uh, she was just telling me that her sister was in town, and she was like, you know, Thursday night they end up having they they had like their first full night sleep. Like mm-hmm. they fell asleep watching the news, and then they woke up at like eight the next day. Like, oh my god! Like we got a full <laughs> night sleep, and then her sister that kept the kid, she was like on Friday night. The sister was like, "All right, now I got to get some sleep, so y'all gonna have to watch y'all kid, right?" Yeah. And it's like, yo, it's like imagine trying to do that on your own. And one, and me, I was having that conversation of like, how many times do you see um, one parent, typically the mother, mm-hmm. is trying to handle this? All on her own. I was like, y'all are struggling. It says three of y'all, and everybody's talking about they need some sleep, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Imagine when it's just one parent, right? Imagine yeah. how tired that person is. So when it comes to salary requirements, I think salary plays a part, but I also think it's two people at the same time. Because imagine Absolutely. if you don't make enough money and you're tired. <laughs> Bro, think about it like this. Daycare, the average daycare in this country is like $1,200 a month. So you are already talking about whatever you think. Oh, newborn is eighteen hundred. Yeah, so I'm, that's why I'm saying I don't know what to require. <laughs> I think the household needs to be a hundred. I really think if you separate it, like if Shorty's saying fifty grand a date, then I don't think it's outrageous for me to say, "Yo, you need to be making seventy five to have a kid." Because you got to think after taxes, it's whatever. Then after we get there, we're talking about a thirty of salary is going to daycare. We talking about yo, you gotta, you know, when you have a newborn, you going through at minimum twelve diapers a day. Yeah. It's only 36 in that damn pack. Or if you got the big pack, it's 60. So you talking about every three days, you buying a pack of diapers. Or every week, you buying another pack of diapers and they $50. You know, we, you about- know it's funny, though. We're, we're jumping to the kid because we recklessly keep having these kids out of wedlock. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, right? The question is, what should you make to date? And we already like, yo, y'all so bad at not. Not not having babies that we like, yo, let's talk about the kids so y'all can understand what it costs to date. Because so how many times have we seen these relationships? Women are discussing like, yo, how much a man need to spend to, you know, for them to like them. And then they end up having a baby with a dude that they don't like or the guy don't like them. And he broke. And, you know, especially broke for a kid. Yeah. And he gets hit over the head because she needs help. Yeah. So now he's paying $800 or $1,500 a month in child support mm-hmm. for a kid. Hey, it's man. wild. Y'all have fun with that because I ain't doing it. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the Black Dads Club. This is episode 128. We are moving. We are making. We're taking strides, man. I want to ask everybody, please go like, subscribe, um, follow, send this to your ex, send this to your baby daddy, send this to your mother-in-law who gets on your nerves. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Please, whatever it takes. Um, my co-host is in good spirits, despite this past weekend. Man. And we're going to get to that later in the sports segment. However, we got to have our second debater today, Usher in the Super Bowl. 
Usher came up there and um, he was a halftime show. If you don't know, because you was not a part of the 125 million people who watched the Super Bowl. Um, Usher performed. It was in Vegas. Usher has a residency there for at least two years, maybe three years. And uh, this was a this was probably the biggest weekend of Usher's career. Um, What's your take? Because I want you to bring what you brought to the group chat here. What do you feel? I, I mean, I, I felt that it was a good show, but it started slow. I feel that once he um, brought out, you know, Little John and everybody, I, I, I think that part of the show was that was that Sizzle that came out or Summer Walker. I get them confused. No, that was her. Her. I get them all Jesus. confused. <laughs> anyway, I think I think that part of the show has actually had the energy. With the first part of the show, I think it was it was it was mid. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. I gave it on an Olympic scale. Olympic scale. He'd get a seven and a half. Is, is what I give the show. It is not in my legendary, like, they started doing Super Bowl shows, what, in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like 40, like 40 Super Bowl shows in. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't crack my top five. It doesn't. Uh, do it crack my top five? I'm not for sure. And I'm talking about my black top five. I'm not doing the YouTube. I ain't doing the Bruce. I, Bruce I don't I, I don't like, I and I'm including those, right? Bruce, yeah, I think yeah. Bruce did a good job. Didn't really like it. Yeah. I did put Lady Gaga's in my top five. Lady Gaga put on a hell of a show. It was all right. Yeah, she put on a hell of a show, man. It was all right. Yeah, no, Lady you, Gaga put on a hell of a show. You have, what's your top five? Let's go through your top five. My top five is Prince number one. Okay. Bruno Mars number two. Michael Jackson number three. Beyonce and Lady Gaga is like right there. You are a liar. You crazy. It no. Is, it's, it's, no, it's no way that there's any shows bigger than that. Bruno shit not even in the top five. You're you're insane. With Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, you're insane. When they did a salute to the troops. I mean, you know, symbolic what? violence I, never is, is going to impress me. That's not why I'm putting it up there. So what? What was it? Because he only did three his three hits. Before. Dude, because dude, like the the <laughs> melody between him and Red Hot Chili Peppers is what made it. Because it all flowed all the way through. And Bruno was an entertainer, bro. Like his he an entertainer, dude. His inter- super it's his halftime Super Bowl show, Gavin. It's not a talent show. It's an entertainment show. So Bruno singing and dancing was hey, his singer and dan- dancing was better than Usher singing and dancing. If we're being honest, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yes, it was. No, no, yes, it was. We like, talking about Bruno Mars who yeah. did Treasure. That's all he gave y'all was Treasure. Yeah, no, Bruno Mars. Who, he gave us Treasure and he let Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who, if you even go read re- any review about that, they talk about how the mashup did not work dude, because it was on two different ends of the spectrum. We went to a rock show in the middle of Bruno Mars singing Treasure. I, does. I, I think that. So, I think that was. That's what made it. Hot and that's what made it fun. No, like, I, no, Bruno Beyonce Mars shit is way better than Bruno shit, and it's not close. I don't think so. No, no, no. That's because you have a problem with women doing anything great, like having <laughs> called him a misogynist. Absolutely, because that's what that is. You got Beyonce tied with Lady Gaga, which is a joke. And, you know, that doesn't fit with your narrative that I don't want women doing anything great, especially how hard I go against. Anyone that's not black. So me saying it like, yo, I think both of them did a really good job. That kind of goes against what you just said. You got Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Coldplay's performance is better than Bruno's performance with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I disagree. And that's when you got the Bruno Mars and he got he got um the tape, the new tape, the I, one where he did the old school. That's when you get Bruno Mars going into his next album. That's when you got Beyonce on her historical black shit. That's when you got... um. You know, but that wasn't that was that was better than Bruno and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah. Yeah, that one was better. That was Bruno's best performance. It wasn't that shit that you talking about. 
And so that's what I'm look. Beyonce smoked her shit with Destiny Child. I'm talking about smoked. I smoked again. It's in my top five. I said it's not number one. Prince number one. Yeah, that's because it only rained. Y'all old heads got to let that go. Man, no, it, see, that shit no, 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 see, I'm, I'm just hating. Like, yeah, you definitely hating because 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 what you forget is that Prince wasn't even like go in the public back then. Yeah, yeah, like no, it was it was like people was was clamoring like yo he uh, he took all his music off of every platform. You couldn't find it anywhere. Like yo, like no, you know how boss that is. That is ridiculously boss. Yeah, Prince is that. Dude, <laughs> so like, and y'all yeah. give Michael Jackson two credit because he was silent for five minutes. Hey man, Mike. Mike that dude, bro. Mike is that dude. I, you know, I, I could I could bump Beyonce up to number four. I, I could do. She's. It. I mean, no, no, to number three. To number three. <laughs> I, I could bump up to number three. I could bump um, up to number three. Alicia Keys, you owe me an apology. For what? You heard how? The reason why you mad? Because when Alicia Keys came in, she was out of key. <laughs> so out of key that so out of key, Mike. That the Super Bowl has been uploaded to YouTube. They corrected her vocals. Yeah, yeah. That is wild to say, yo, we know your shit was so bad. We corrected your vocals. Now that, that's sort of what Alicia's known for, though. We, what being out of key? If we're being honest. Like, oh, yeah, well, she, she has to sing. get herself in the key. Like she's one of those singers that have to warm up. And she can't sing to me. She she has range, but she she does have to warm up. Alicia Keys does not have range. I will fight anybody on that. She, I, Brandy I, got I, range. Alicia well, Keys don't got range. Brandy's one of the most talented. Talented, you know, vocalist of all time. Her and Ray J. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm not giving you that. But no, like Brandy, and 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 that's what's crazy, right? Like Brandy's range is, you know, it's like certain singers that have, like, uh, mm-hmm. Ar- Audrey Day, the one who started at mm-hmm. the beginning. She did. She has great. amazing fucking range, but yeah. you know, she can't break through. Yeah, yeah. She can't break through. Well, you know how that go. Um, Alicia Keys owe me for that. Um, but Alicia Keys fine though. I mean, she cool. She keep playing y'all with this. I don't wear makeup stuff, and y'all keep falling for it. And I'm like, as a photographer, I know when somebody wearing makeup. That is makeup. She said that she. I think what she said is like, y'all, I'm not caking it up. Yeah, which yeah, I respect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Also, Alicia Keys has the best PR team of all time. If you ever watching Alicia Keys anything on TV, please go to Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, and read the comments. It's nothing but praise. Nothing. Her PR team will drown any bad news about her at any go- given time. Jermaine Dupri, I don't know what you was wearing. Um, <laughs> that shit was a mess with the jerk socks. Absolutely, looking the, like the, I the, thought it was CeeLo at the, first. The, the, it, it was given CeeLo. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely given CeeLo. It threw me off. Um, but I do want to ask this: There was the drama about Alicia Keys and Usher all hugged up, especially with both of them being married. Big deal or no deal? I mean, it's it's no deal, bro. It's no deal. I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, look, Usher does do too much, right? That's his thing. He does too much, right? So <laughs> I don't think Alicia Keys playing that. It's just Usher doing too much, man. And I think I think when you take a photograph of it, it looks it looks worse than what it is in real time. Yeah. So now, with that being said, um, I would definitely tell my woman, do not do anything on stage with Usher. Because I, I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm not gonna like any man hugged up on my woman. I'm I'm not. That's just me being 100 percent transparent. That's you know, fair. Am I gonna go home and fight about it? No. But are we gonna talk about it before we go see Usher? Absolutely. Hey, make sure, hey, stay away from this dude because I'm not gonna be happy. And I'm gonna say, Usher, do not be hugging up on my woman, man. Yeah, it was a little bit um But I don't think it was a big deal. Like, I don't think it was a big deal. He does, Usher does too much though. Yeah, I think I wouldn't have made a drink at that point of the show. Um, even though it's still one of my top, I I got Usher's performance in my top ten. Um, 
I do got Lady Gaga above Usher, my bro. I do got Lady Gaga in my shit. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And I got uh I might have you two in mine. Just because I remember what that was like September eleventh. Yeah. I gotta go back. Now now I'm gonna go back and watch Bruno with Beyonce. Beyonce yeah. Then I'm gonna watch the one with Red Hot Chili. But if you're right, next week I'll come back and say Yo, Gavin was right. My shooting percentage is going up. I wanna welcome everybody in oh sorry, we already did that part. Dad <laughs> tip of the week. Beware of Disney. It is a trap. It is a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> it's absolutely you, a trap. You go they to, tell you it's a trap. <laughs> they tell you it is the biggest, the greatest tourist trap I've ever witnessed in my life. I went with the crew. Um, we had a great time. Shout out to Ann for making the shirts. Um, shout out to everybody just holding it down, man. But we went. We went to four parks. We realized we didn't see like another four parks. So we got to go back for that. Then you got to go back and see what your kid likes. That's a whole nother section. Then you got to go back once your kid is old enough. Then you got to go back without your kid. So it's like, bro. And our tickets was like 500 a piece. It is a trap. That is insane. But it was a great time. I will say this, though. The food wasn't as expensive as Disney um, as you would expect. Like I got a hamburger, hamburger fries and a drink, and it was like thirteen dollars, so it wasn't yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but I will say this: all the food is trash. <laughs> None of the food is good. So prepare yourself for that. Um, last week we kind of touched on it, um, but we really didn't get to dive deep on Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp in this, um, he's been getting some slack, some flack, um. And it seems like last week uh, you had played a clip. You played it for me off mic, and I was like, "Damn, we should play that," but we just didn't get it get to it. Um, Judge Mathis came out and said, "Hey, Shannon, Shannon got to relax. Like everybody got to relax." And he spoke to everybody. He spoke yeah. to the field, um, but we knew what he was talking about. And he said, "Hey, black people got to stop, you know, taking each other down and speaking ill of each other." Which for me, which I told you, yeah, and I said on camera. I find interesting because as an avid Judge Mathis viewer, he kicks black people's back then all the time. I've even said, I think I even said on this podcast, I don't think black women should ever go on Judge Mathis. (laughs) Like, and black men is kind of like, he gonna leave you alone if you pay your child support, right? But black women is like, yo, if you ever been on drugs, if you ever had a bunch of kids, um, if you ever messed up in life, unless you just plan on giving your life over to something else, he, he kicking your back in. It's it's tough, um, but what it got me to this idea of why we love mess so much because when Steve Harvey made his comments about oh I'm in different areas and they don't do this, you know my joke for them was, well there's podcasts uplifting black folks. Uh, the internet ain't making sure they pop. You know there's things where we, every time we come out and we say yo you should get married before you have kids they <laughs> they, they kick our back yeah, in. They, yeah they they definitely kick our back in I don't. And so I think as black people, we, we have this thing where we go harder than everybody else in this country do talking shit. Right. Mm. Because Tim TMZ exists for a reason. Right. Oh, fact. Perez Hilton was here before anybody else oh, fact. showed up on the blog scene. So it's like they, you know what I'm saying? White people go in on white people all the time, but it's like when, when it's us versus us, we treat it like it's something different and nefarious. So I'm not mad. Look, I would rather club. Um, what what a, what a Shay? Is it club Shay Shay? I would I would rather club Shay Shay blow up and Vlad go out of business any day. Any right? day. You know what I'm saying? Like because if we're gonna use our culture to go viral, I'd rather it go to Shannon Sharp. 
Mm. Then it goes to DJ Vlad, who who I at this point I think he sent information direct to the FBI after at the end of a show. So absolutely, yeah, no, I, I I'm not I'm not mad at. It. I get what Joe, what Judd Mathis is saying. I myself, you know, I try to hold a standard whereas I don't really talk about people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like you know, I try not to kick people backs in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I say I try. You know, what I'm saying it happens, but it's like, yo, it's like I try not to make it personal. Like I'll, facts, I'll facts. say like, yo, fuck Pat Mahone. You know, can't stand his Kermit the Frog sounding ass. Right? I like that guy. I, I'll say that, but you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, it's like I don't hold any ill will towards Pat <laughs> Mahone. Like I'm not gonna, not gonna wish you know something bad upon him. It's just like, yo, you keep being my fucking team, man. I don't want to be in your damn highlight reel. Where did you hire the bouncer who didn't let his brother go to the section? <laughs> nah. Cause I like Jackson uh, embarrassing his brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Jackson now. Like, <laughs> um, you know, my funny part about all this is, I love love when celebrities don't like when it's their turn. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about Jay Z last week at the Grammys and has you know now is pulling for sympathy. One that we agree with about Beyonce and how she's not given a seat at this table, even though she's the most decorated Grammy winner. Right. Cool. Um, Steve Harvey wants us to, you know, start talking about positive shit after a couple of comedians come up and say, nah, bro, you, you've been grimy for years. For yeah, decades, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You grimy. Yeah. Um, I listen to Steve Harvey every once in a while. Um, Steve Harvey has never had a problem with kicking black men back in. Um, no, ever. So much so that growing up, it was known that, yo, Steve Harvey is never going to have rappers on the show because he don't like like rappers. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal when Steve Harvey finally let finally let T.I. come on the show and T.I. had to button up and code switch so much to be accepted and invited back. So it's like Steve Harvey has always had this. He's always said, hey, let me simp and let me pander to women. And in doing so, nobody it, I, I don't mind the simps who don't kick. Black men's back in on their way to pandering. But it's like, yo, some of y'all go out there. So it's like, yo, it's now it's your turn, bro. Now it's like, yo, yo, yeah, you don't want to create it's, a mess. It's too much. It's too much. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's get the Monique though. Cause by this time we didn't see more of the show. Yeah, yeah. Eleven million views. Um go, I, I love this for Shannon. I love this for Shannon, bro. Me too. Um, because I know Skip is somewhere turning red. Um, but not even that, because I'm interested to know. I really want to know the deal that Shannon signed um, with ESPN. And the reason why I say that is because what's my man? Stephen A has always said that uh, ESPN get first refusal when he gets to sell the Stephen A show. Yeah. I wonder if Fox in firing him, they probably, well, if they fired you, they ain't got no hold on anything. Um, I wonder ESPN, present something similar to Shannon. Like, yo, if you ever do sell, we get first refusal, um, which would be interesting. Um, but I love this for Shannon. But um, he got called out, man. Monique said, yo, y'all got to stop liking these young girls, which Gavin been saying that forever, but whatever. Bruh, that's not going to happen. And, and like, I know like, I ain't going like, to. Like, <laughs> y'all got to stop whining and complaining about it. Shannon nah. Sharp is a 56-year-old in shape, you know, black man. If he loves women, bro, he get he can choose from whatever 30 range years of women he wants. What what would that be? Twenty six. Yeah. What what are you doing with a chick thirty years? So he can't junior? he can't go out with Tiana Trump. No, so Tiana Trump is twenty eight. What you doing there? He's he's going. He's trying to boink her, bro. What do you mean? What he's doing? Well, you don't have to date her to fuck. Yeah, I mean, but you. It's, it would be nice to. 
No, it wouldn't. It's a, it's a gentlemanly thing to do. You don't pay a girl to fuck you. You pay her to leave. That <laughs> is from Four Brothers. I love that line. That's my favorite. Yeah, line like you host. know, like no. you don't have to pay Tiana Trump to smash. Yeah, or or just any anybody that's within that in that range. Like no, you already yeah. you seen Rick Ross complaining talking about his young girlfriend fucked up hamburger helper. These young girls can't cook. <laughs> Like I don't I still ask And I ask every day In the comments I'm asking everybody What is the benefit Of dating a chick Dude What's the benefit Of Shannon dating Dating Not trying to smash Dating a chick That's 30 well, years Well I mean for, Okay year. so first off You know you, You're you're excluding the fact That women are never Going to say I'm just getting smashed Women are always Going to say they're dating I, I can't speak for women Yeah <laughs> Well I'm just I'm just telling you Right The fact that we The fact that we're Using the language Dating here as loosely as we are Is because that's how they see it Well because men don't want to come out And say yo I'm just trying to smash Dudes say that all the time If she, Not, if, if not she, on TV they if, don't If, if, if um, Rick Ross and his girlfriend like, like, you like what's the benefit Like yo she's hot That's the benefit That That's what Rick Ross like about Miss Mackey Well you don't have to move her in uh, have kids cheat on her and have kids with somebody else. You everything you doing. If you just want to sleep with this woman, you don't have to do none of that because Rick Ross sleeps with plenty of people. He having babies with him. Yeah, so I, like, yeah I, I would agree. I would agree as a man that you should be able to say whatever it is that you want. But yeah. when you say like, what's the benefit? The benefit is the fact that her stomach is flat. She, all her muscles are showing. Her breasts are nice. Like Bernice look better than all these hoes, and she's twenty years older. No. Yes, she do. No. Yeah, Bernice. Who who Bernice don't look better than? I don't, I would say she don't look better than uh, Christina Mackey. Man, she don't look better than that's Lori Harvey. Like, that's because you like light skinned chicks. Wow, that's it. Hey, see, you always do the colorism thing. Absolutely. And then this is the and this is where you want to go. This is where you want to go today. I, I I like women of color. Period. Point blank. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my homegirl had a discussion today about uh, dating. And we had the whole 67, yeah. 63 cents. And I was like, yeah, man, y'all love saying women of color so y'all can take off 20 cents of the yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation. I, I, I love Bernice women. be shitting on these bitches. I love women of color. Hell, Shannon can date Drea. They the same age. <laughs> this is true. See? This is Nothing true. wrong with that. But he, it's, he, could, he could date but Drea. By my logic, it still don't work because that's 20 years younger. Yeah, your your logic is bad logic, man. Like, no, it's no not. these because uh, so, because you definitely left George Lucas and Melanie Hobson alone. You definitely left that one alone. Well, I left it alone because we talking about an eighty year old white man. He was, was that. That's not when he met. He, she he was thirty four when he she, when he met. She him. was thirty four, but he was in his sixties. Yes. So we talking about a billionaire white man and a woman who's we talking about five percent. I mean, excuse me, people that's in the top one percent. We not. I'm not never discussing those people because they are. Hey, you don't expect Jeff Bezos to say, "Hey, I'm going to." You know who has like a couple years on his wife. I'm never expecting him to say, "Yo, I'm gonna go date the chick off of Instagram." But when I look at Rick Ross, who's in the one percent, say, "Hey, I'm gonna go make date a chick that's making nineteen grand a year," and I'm like, "Yo, well, why?" For what? What do you need to date her for? She's, because she's beautiful. Be, because to him. yeah, she's fine and I'm cool. But you ain't got to date somebody to sleep with them. I, I know look, that. Look, he I, knows I, that. I would agree. But everybody, like, dude, none of the, none of these women, if you're not paying them straight cash out of pocket up front, we go. None of them are gonna be like, okay, I want to be your secret smash, right? All of them want the clout of I'm with this and guy. And so that's why all y'all get in trouble. Not y'all. All y'all get in trouble out there when y'all dating chicks who want to get clout. Like and, that's and, and, that'd yeah. be the hot ass mess. And 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 I, and I mean again, it's never going to go anywhere because women women enjoy the financial security and the, shit. If we're being honest, the physical security that they get from being with the older man. 
Um, that's never that's never gonna go away. These old niggas can't fight. It's never gonna go away. It's, it's more than fighting, right? Because because a, a woman that understands safety understands that her, like her being able to share things, you know, and not being judged for them. Like that's oh, important to women. Y'all are terrible at that. No, no. I no, love when these no. young girls get out of line, talk back, don't listen, don't show up when they want to. Uh, and they talk back. The first thing y'all do is like, yo, you got to pack up and leave. Because that's the first thing y'all old heads do. That, so that whole old protection, you can just open and be vulnerable with me. That is a lot. No, no. That, that is a very, that's the minority of, of men. Look, first off, look, if there's always so much disrespect that anybody's going to take. All right. <laughs> the young boys stay around. Yeah, yeah you can't. No, no yeah. Young boys stay around because they don't really have the ability to branch out and have as many options. As older guys, like the older the older you get as a guy, until you really start losing your your physicality, like your options they they go up every year, right? The options I had at twenty five, which were immense, but mm-hmm. outside of college, outside of yeah, college, yeah, I understand. College is going to be the best time of your life. Facts. <laughs> but once you get outside of college, like yo, like I I definitely had more access to women at thirty five than I did at twenty five, and at twenty five you never could have got me to understand it. And I think I was Excuse married me. at thirty five, so I'm I'm obviously talking about post my divorce. <laughs> I'm not talking about during my marriage, but I'm just saying like that, that age is like, so I, I think that always becomes the problem. And I think when people complain, like Monique's complaining, right? I think it's a self-serving morality, right? Like at the end of the day, I still want to be on the selection plate and it's hard. It's, it's hard to get drafted when everybody well, in front of you is better. Well, Monique is in a happily, she's happily married. So I don't think, and we can't, we, what we can't start doing is telling women like, yo, in your young twenties, when you're young, you're prettier, you're, you know, you're more in fit. You need to hurry up and get married to a man. And then we start like, Hey, judging them when they telling old heads like, yo, y'all should probably do the same thing. Well, I would agree. I, 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 would, I would, but I think men un- understand that men understand age gracefully. And let's be clear. Monique looks better now than she did when she was on the Parkers. Right. Yeah. So Monique is actually more attractive now. So, yeah, so I'm not, yeah. so I'm not saying like, yo, women get older and they're they're unattractive. I'm not saying that. Bernice is still fine, and Bernice is, you know, she's been on the scene what twenty years. Yeah, she done held it in the role better than that's ninety nine percent. That is Dan, <laughs> yeah, Marino. Dan Marino right there. That so, is so I'm not saying that older women are not attractive. Hell, Larsa Pippen still a beautiful woman. All right, man. RIP to that relationship. Yeah, what, right. you, what you think did it? <laughs> Her age, <laughs> you think? Mar- nah, I, I think it's her age, bro. I th- I, dude, he's in his thirties. Like, do he, do we have kids? I don't think so. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, when you start talking about the emotional labor of trying to find a surrogate, because I think I think she said that she um had she frozen was- her eggs. Mm. But when you you know either she her trying to have a kid, trying to find a surrogate, like. That emotional labor, man, no 32-year-old dude is going to just be like, how about 32, 33, 34? Most men are going to be like, yo, man, I'm not really trying to sign up for that. Well, you can't be dating an old baddie and broke for y'all broke. That's the truth (laughs) that nobody wants to tell. Yeah. He can't afford her. Like, because your dad, your money that coming from your dad, your dad looking at you like, yo. All right, this was funny, but yo, she is a bird. Like, <laughs> like it is gotta, what it you gotta, is. You got to cut it out. Yeah, you got to cut it out. And it's like, yo, y'all knew what was happening. Um, I did find it disheartening though with Monique. Monique, love the interview. Um, I'm halfway through. I'm not through it yet. Yo, tell Sydney to come sit with us. We can sit with him. You ain't even got to. We can talk to Sydney. But I do find it interesting of her kicking Kevin Hart's back in 
after her telling us that when my family was, you know, in need, he came to our rescue. Yeah, he, he cut a check. I thought that was kind of distasteful. To and, but, back but, so I think Monique does this thing that, um, and she's from Baltimore. She's not Southern. But if you live in the South, mm-hmm. your grandma's really good at this, right? By calling you stupid real nicely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like Monique thinks slow, that if, if she says, you know, baby and sweetheart mm-hmm. while stabbing you, that you don't recognize you being stabbed. Look, Monique drops a lot of truth, mm-hmm. but Monique seems to have a problem understanding the hierarchy of the business that she's in. Mm. Right. She wanted she won an Academy Award or whatever award she won, right? Yeah, Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't own the Golden Globes or, or Academy Facts. Award. She don't own it. And I think sometimes she missed because I, I was listening to the interview and one of the things she was saying is like, you know, I don't care who's in there when I walk in the room. You could be the studio head, you could be the president. If you're doing me wrong, I'm gonna say something. And no one everyone is listening right now. Good chance that you you either work for somebody or you have a business where your customer is who you work for. Absolutely. And all of us understand that you can't just show up any kind of way. Unless you want to be out of business. Unless you want to be out of business. Or unemployed. And I and, and I think Monique has this unique way of trying to be, trying to be sweet while not being sweet. And and listen to her son talk, and I don't have enough information to talk about that today. We'll probably talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. I think she has a huge problem with accountability. Mm. And I think I think Sydney, her husband, I think she props him. To be the masculine man, but when she wants to get it off, I don't think he can stop her. Nah, I, and and I think that becomes problematic. I think look, you walk in, you walk into a room, and the president of a studio head is there. Your job at that point is to listen because this is the person that decides is that money going to be spent or not spent. Period. Point blank. It. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how prominent you are. Like yo, you're going to have to. Let me put it like this. People want respect while being disrespectful. And that's not how it works. Yeah, facts. Uh, Sometimes putting your dick on the table don't always work. No, it it rarely works. And (laughs) when you do that, you got to be cool with, yo, I'm burning this bridge. Because, you know, one thing I always notice, especially when working in corporate, um, people don't feel, people like to know what type of person they are dealing with. Yeah. And sometimes when we got a loose cannon on board, we rather just go in a different direction exactly. where it's easier, cheaper, and whatnot. So, you know, my thing was I felt for Monique this whole interview, right? Because I'm listening to her yeah. tell these stories. I remember being a part of those people who's like, yo, Monique is doing something, doing too much. You know what I'm saying? You know, you believe in Oprah. You believe in Tyler Perry. You believe in, because nobody's working with her. I don't her. think she's lying. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no, like, yeah, yeah. She's proven herself on how she was telling the truth. Yeah. Even so much so. That after her interview with the Breakfast Club, Charlamagne came out last week and said, "Yo, Netflix called us to shit on her name." Yeah, and he was like, "We were like, what are y'all doing? Like, what? Like she? Like he was like, it's like they knew she was there and said, hey, here goes some made up dirt.' And, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's that. But as you listen to her, you kind of see why niggas didn't want to deal. With <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you do, and and that's the thing. It's like one of the things that I that I always ask is. What did the win look like, right? Mm. Like, what does Monique want? Monique wants to be recognized. She wants to work. She wants to be fairly compensated, right? Mm-hmm. All right, if you could get all those things by being a nicer individual, right? Mm. By humbling yourself, mm. right? Yeah, if you could get those things, and then once you get all those things, you could then be like, you know, as, as uh, on my favorite show, Billions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, you know, I got fuck you money, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Monique don't have fuck you money yet. 
she getting it from Kevin Hart? Yeah, oh. she, I mean, you know, I mean, hell, Kevin Hart don't have it yet, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a small segment of individuals that could be like, yo, I got fuck you money, right? You know, in Hollywood, that might be fucking Brad Pitt and maybe Denzel, right? Maybe Denzel. Yeah, maybe Will Smith. Leonardo. Leonardo. Will like, Smith ain't got it no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, got, it's a small... Yeah, they, they, the people that have fuck you money. And it's like, yo, you could get there. But you're gonna have to use these studio heads and these, you know, to get there, right? Mm-hmm. You got to use them when you sit here and you like, yo, I want to tell, I want to tell them what to do. That's not the same thing as saying, you know what? I know what I need to get. So, shit. Good example. Of this is fucking Killer Mike. Yeah, Killer Killer Mike could never break through. Uh, Killer Mike learned politics. No, like no, no. There was no label that was going to fund his his album. Mm-hmm. He had to fund that album himself. He went out there. He politic. He started, you know, rubbing arms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, even if you disagree with a lot of his activism, right? Mm-hmm. And despite all that, he still can get somebody to, to finance. So he financed the album himself. But boom, now he got his Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just said last week they don't went from 20 a show to 120 a show now for all the festivals that that's coming up. Right, mm-hmm. but he had to get to the point like he couldn't just be like, "Yo, everybody's blackballing me. Nobody's letting me through. They don't want me to make music. They don't want me to make good rap mm-hmm. music." He had to learn to understand like, "Okay, let me figure out what this win gonna look like." Absolutely. Look where he's at now. Absolutely. Uh, what's your take on Mike and uh, Mike Epps and Shannon Sharp beefing? Fifty-year-old dudes talking about they're gonna shoot each other and fight each other is the stupidest shit I've seen on the internet. Uh, all 2024 so far. Your generation, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was stupid. It was and here's the thing. I get it, right? Because I, I am that type of dude, right? I am the type of like, yo, when I see you type dude. Yeah, I would never say that on this pod, man. Like if we we had a rival pod and they it, it, we actually was was engaged in a pod war, I would not come on here and be like, oh, are you gonna do the gunshot? I, 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 I would, man. But it, it takes <laughs> it takes a level of maturity and big big shout outs to everybody who got them guys together because they oh. they supposed to they supposed to um Media talk All-Star. and hash it out as men. Now I will say this though, I I the Mike Epps clip, I knew he wanted to go viral. I know he wanted to sell tickets to his show. I think when but, you talk, well, it was a leak. Somebody recorded. Well, it was a leak, bro, but you're talking to 200, 300, 400 people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to get out. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get out, man. Anytime you're talking on a man's man's wife or a man's sexuality, I'm always, or a man's kids. um, Yeah. Like that, that those things. I'm kind of like, yo, that's that's beyond the pale. Yeah, you got to take that. Like, even if you're a comedian, it's like, yo, man, like, don't, don't do that. Right. There's a lot of things you could talk about. You can talk about how somebody looked. You can mm-hmm. talk about the jobs they had. You can talk about an experience y'all had. But we saw we talk about a man's wife, his kids, and his sexuality. Like for me, I think that's I think that's off limits. My dad always say, uh, whenever you're about to fight somebody, you gotta be willing to go lower than them and you gotta go there first. Um and you know what throws me off, you know, I would have loved if Shannon would have just told the truth why he was mad. You talking about you gotta see Mike Epps because Mike Epps said that you um you DM'd him when that's not the truth. That's not the real reason why you tight. No, no, no. Um, he yeah, he, he definitely tight at everything Mike Epps said. It's because he said you look like Medea <laughs> if we put a wig on you. And I think, you know, Corey um, Holcomb, you coming at Shannon Char- Sharp's sexuality, bro. It's like you're just trying to get clicks. You're just trying to get clicks, man. We know what that is. Who it, cares if he is or he isn't? Well, he's clearly not. But... Who does care if he was? But it's like, yo, is that what we doing? Because that's what the that's what the we, chicks do. We need, like, dude. If Shannon Sharp's going to interview all the black, 
entertainers, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get all those views. That money goes to Shannon Sharp. Absolutely. Bro, I prefer that over DJ. Y'all have never went in mm-hmm. on DJ. I don't know if DJ Vlad is married. I don't know if he has kids. I don't know his sexuality because y'all have never went there. But Shannon has been here for like four months. And it's and like and and we going in, it's like, yo, that's the stuff that we got to get out of our community. Like, Absolutely, that's, we, that we got to get that out. Oh, speaking of shit, we got to get out of our community. I love when this happens. I love when a good pie comes together. Hold on. Threw the keys at you once. That was a bad. No, one. no, I don't like how you just glossed over that. What? Or when I re- almost ran over you with the car. That was bad. And I have the anger issues. Yes. <laughs> no, for real. We got in a really bad fight, an argument, and I called her out of her name childish and she physically threw keys and she had a lot of access to a lot of doors so he called her child the keys were heavy in my face no he called her out her name and then we went outside and oh, oh she's, she's yeah. she wants to go and drive away and at that point a car that i was paying for so i brought that up i'm not childish at all that's my car i pay the bills and then I stuck my hand in the window to try to get the keys, and she rolled the window up on my arm. And then I got behind the car, past the Earl, and she tried to back me over, run me over. I mean, I was just right. trying to get him to get out of the way. He, yeah. he would listen. Um, why are we highlighting this shit? Because I love how everybody is laughing at it and, and everything that, that she is doing, which will result in a domestic. I, I assure you, if this is your typical behavior, mm-hmm. uh, at some point you're going to have hands laid on you. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying at some point that's good. You cannot roll people's arms in the window, try to hit them, throw stuff at them, and every day and then expect nothing love. to happen in the future, right? <laughs> yes. And I love how everybody is laughing at it. And I think I, it's important to point this out is because we do treat intimate partner violence funny when it happens to men. Oh, absolutely. When it when it happens to women, we take it seriously. We understand, and we should because if two men get into a fight, if Mike Epps and Shannon Sharp got into a fight and it lasted for two minutes straight, Mm -hmm. um, both of them not going to work tomorrow. No, well, Mike Epps would be dead. Yeah, or or a man would be dead. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but both are going to be hurt, right? Because that men understand that when they get into altercation, that's the level of violence that men go to. Two women can get in a fight. That shit could go on ten minutes, and they both can go and sing on the stage that night because mm-hmm. they don't have that same level of violence. Monica and Brandy. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, I, and I think it's important for men to understand it's like, yo, if you're dealing with a woman or you if you if her friends all think shit like this funny, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the first time she grabs and throws something at you, if you can't bring her back immediately and be like, hey, that that behavior we, we can't have in this home, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she just keep amping it up and now she's going to run you over. And then, then y'all think all oh, that's funny. This is a hell no. This is an absolutely no. This is a get the fuck out of here with this attitude. This is get the fuck out of here with everyone thinking that this toxic shit is just okay because a woman is doing it. I don't like this. And, and that's why we played it because they're laughing. Like you would think this shit was on a comedy show. That Bro, was like a laugh reel. You would think based off his reaction, he think it's a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, and it's like, not. Like the fact that. Y'all on a stage, and it clears us a pastor there, so maybe this is like a church event or something, but it doesn't even matter. The fact that you, your wife threw something at, at you, you chased her because you got to be big man and say, yo, that's my car. Cool. All right, bro. You putting your arm in the window, what you think she about to do? Then after you get your arm free, you decide to get behind the behind car. Behind the car, yeah. Like, and then you hear to tell the story, and it's like, damn, if, bro, blink twice. <laughs> 
If you in trouble, like everybody, like none of this was funny. Everybody, none of it was everybody's funny. immature. Everybody is childish. Um, you know, you should not call people out of their names, but also if you do call somebody out of their name, the, the, your reaction should not be immediately physical violence. No, right? Manslaughter. So yeah. Like, so, let's, so, let's there, there, so there's a lot of it. There's both people need therapy, and I think the problem mm. is, is that if it happens to a black man and it's he's cool. and he's not hurt, it's like yo, he's cool. Yeah. Right. Like if he would have got ran over, then what? Right. If he would have broke the window and slid an artery, then what? Then right. What? Then it's like, oh my God, it's tragic. Right. But it's like, all right, you know, there's ways that we can prevent these things from happening. And the biggest thing I, I that I hope that we take from it as men is that we just understand it's like, yo, the first time it's happened, it's, it's full full stop, bro. Full stop. Um, one of the most annoying questions I get besides you didn't marry a black woman, what happened? <laughs> besides that, um. I hate when people present to me, oh, you married a Puerto Rican woman. You like feisty women. I hate, I, I make it my business to correct everybody that mentions that to me. Yeah. Oh, you married a Puerto Rican? Oh, you like the feisty chicks. Like, no, the fuck I don't. No. Nobody do. First of all, if you met my wife, she don't talk. That's a, <laughs> that's another thing, right? And she's chill. Yeah. Um, And I don't know why, you know, and I tell her all the time, I'm like, yo, that spicy shit that your, your community embraces being sexy that shit toxic. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like people like our community when we say, oh, black women are loud. Um, like that shit is toxic. Or the fact that, oh, I hit him and, you know, it show it's passion. Like, mm-hmm. no, bro, that shit no. is toxic. No. And like you said, you got to get out of there, but you got to correct people. Like somebody should stood up and say, yo, this is such a terrible story to even be repeating here like yeah unless y'all want to correct and say yo you never go chase after somebody when they're trying to get away from you you never get behind a fucking car um you never attempt to run somebody over because yo you run that man over you break his leg something happened he don't want to be with you no more and you got an attempted manslaughter charge then what happens yeah like everything is jacked up but you sitting up here on stage shucking and jiving grinning and 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 again, and I think that becomes, I think one of the, I think another good reason to give this video is the people that speaks on behalf of the top third of black men are the middle and the bottom third of black men and black women. And when we speak out, it's like, oh, you're, you're chauvinistic, right? Mm-hmm. That's old school. Things aren't that way anymore, right? And it's like, well, it's only, it's only not that way when it's something that you want. Right. Mm. What is something that I want? It's like, oh, no, no, we don't do that anymore. We don't do, we don't do that here. Right. You know, <laughs> can, can you cook something? We don't do that here. You cook yourself. Right. But, you know, when we go out for, you know, dinner, I can't slide you to check. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you was a man. Now, now right. you that yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, it, we can't have it both ways. We do need as men, we do need to become more masculine. And what I mean by that is we have to make sure that we are extinguishing toxic behavior right like Thanks. you know we can't be in our 50s talking about getting into a fist fight i tell y'all all the time i'm in my 40s um do not threaten me with any physical violence because i mean that's what mike Epps said i'm, I'm not <laughs> well mike Epps said he's gonna shoot you well, he didn't say he was gonna shoot you but he was like i ain't fighting you know what we're gonna do yeah 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 I, i'm not fighting <laughs> i'm gonna try to de-escalate it and after that i will just say you know i will feel like my life is threatened so <laughs> Like, I'm gonna feel like my life is threatened at that point. So, but it's like, yo, I want peace, man. I want all of us to have peace and have that masculine maturity of just saying, all right, how do I avoid this in the first place, right? Thanks. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna antagonize you to get you to that point, right? Mike Epps antagonized Shannon. Shannon let it happen, and then Mike Epps took it up another level, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
somewhere in that level, we have to understand that, like, all right, I got to be more mature. Let me reach out. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I saw you said this, man. What's up with that? What's up with the show? I yeah, get you what, doing what, a comedy thing. Yeah, I get you doing a comedy show, man. But what, what's up with that, man? Like, yo, give, give me a different joke. And you know why that bothered me? Because I think comedy, um, not to go back, but, you know, everybody get it at a comedy show, right? Yeah. But you know what? These guys work on these shows to do a special and it gets me to this question of, was you going to do that joke in your special? Because that's what, you go on these tours, one of these shows getting taped so you could just do a special. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. like, damn, was you, you going to just air out Shannon like that? You work in material, you yeah. know? And it's like, yo, all right, yo, say my pants are tight, right? Say, you know, yeah. say my stomach is big, right? Say my, my head is bald, right? All right, do all those things, right? But, you know, let's not talk about things that are going to be on the internet forever that may or may not be true. Yeah. Or may or may not be things that I want to discuss yet. Right. Absolutely. Don't do that to your brother. Mm, or don't do it to your dad, Logic. <laughs> uh Logic. One of my favorite um albums, not of all time, but if I had to do my top two hundred albums, Logic's first album may be in there. May. Probably probably. Um when it first came out, I played it nonstop. Um for those who not know, Logic is a biracial rapper who gets to use all the benefits of black culture while looking like a white man. Woo, and preach. I have to say it like that because logic, I I have to offer prayers to this man um, because him being biracial hurts him every freaking day. And from me talking to people that are biracial, um, especially, you know, one of my, um, one of my good friends He's biracial, but if you see him, you would think he's a white man, right? And having these conversations with people, you do understand that there's this struggle of, yo, I'm not black enough, I'm not white enough. And I get that. Um, I hear that and I and I understand where they're coming from. But it seems like every day, instead of logic saying, Hey, here I am, he's like, Let me prove to y'all that I am black. <laughs> So Logic sat down with his dad and we were talking about, which this isn't the first time I've heard this. Um, he talks about it on the album. This was part of Logic's first press run on his first album about how he grew up with his white mother. Um, and she used to call him and his siblings niggas all the time. Um, Logic moms has three baby daddies, all black. And um, so all his brothers and sisters are biracial, but Logic has said plenty of times like, yo, my mom used to call us niggas and it used to hurt them because they didn't understand because they grew up with a white woman calling them a nigga. Yeah. Um, But even that. Like to me, logic is a clown. Well, what you got to say about that? And I continue my logic rant. Oh, I mean, I I, I don't I don't dislike logic. Uh, I think what I what I always hate when people have conversations with their fathers is they always go to what I didn't have when you weren't around, mm. right? And they never go into, hey, how, how the hell did you and mom meet? What were y'all like as youngsters? Because mm-hmm. I think that's more relatable, right? Like, and I, and I get it, right? Nobody wants to know that, you know, their daddy was a hoe, their mama was a hoe, mm-hmm. their daddy was no good, a villain. Logic dad was a crackhead. Yeah, right? No, you don't want to, but it's th- the thing is, it's like, yo, if we have this conversation, now it's a conversation where we can try to prevent this behavior in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Because Logic and his dad are sitting down, and they're having the conversation. You can tell that they, they are estranged, but you can't look at his dad and tell the life that he's had. 
mm-hmm. right there, right? You can't really see it. Mm-hmm. You can see the hurt in logic, right? So you know something happened, but it's just conjecture at this point. I wish we'd have better conversations with all of our parents, you know, yeah. and, and I get it, right? You want to see your parents as being parents mm-hmm. and big ups to the parents that do pull that curtain back, you know, just a little bit, right? Cause you can't, you can't pull it back too much. Cause you know, you ain't gonna fuck the kids up. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but you do need to at least, you know, if you're going if we're going to have this conversation, I think there's conversations to have, mm. you know, with your parents. And what I saw with logic was him, Still saying like yeah, These are the things I didn't have Because she was around And not Well why weren't you around Well he was on crack I think Logic knows that <laughs> Well I mean But okay Well what, what got you on crack you don't, you don't You don't just wake up And grab crack Next to the eggs At the grocery store Well <laughs> <Right>? Fair <laughs> yeah. But according to them This has nothing to do with Logic Yeah right? They used to say that You know They thought crack was like weed And it wasn't until years later They realized like Oh shit This ain't this has lasting effects, you know, which is <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, that when, is insane. When you hear old drug dealers and old junkies talk, they they talk about we thought crack was just like smoking marijuana. It wasn't. We didn't learn about the addiction of it till later. You know, my thing about logic is is like he's been bitching about his family dynamic forever, and it's like when that didn't work. So you know, logic's biggest issue when he first came out was. His album was a direct mirror of Kendrick Lamar's album uh-huh. the year before. He worked with um, No ID. No ID works a lot with uh, Kanye and Jay Z, a lot with Jay Z. So he had the best producer in the game. He came out with an album. It was like Kendrick did this album, YG copied it, and freaking um, Logic just was like copied, copied it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like cool, but then it was just like, bro, you've been talking about this race thing and you aired all your family dirty laundry. I want you to hear something right quick. Um, which I thought was just nasty. Yeah. Work. Okay. So it's going down. Is what I listen to shit. We talked about the fact that, you know, if I help you, because I know you, you've talked shit about me. You've said, you know, Dad, Bobby don't help nobody. You've said this. I'm not saying you're saying it right now. No, no. I, I mean, the bottom you've line said it. It's, it's been said by me before. Exactly. But the bottom line is, what I realize is that you don't owe me a motherfucking thing. You don't owe me nothing. You know, and I, I, I had to come to the realization of that. You know, I gave you your talent, but my talent was given to me by my father, which is given to you by your father. They they went on this low thing, long thing. Hold on. Let me see. We talked about Um, they went on this whole rant about giving him money. Right. Yeah. And logic calls out his dad. He calling him a nigga. He cussing at him. When is the last time? How many times have you said the N word around your parents or grandparents? Uh. I mean, I, I will I will curse around my parents, but not not to the extent that I curse even on the pod. Because, you, you know, you know, our my mom made a call on that. Like like we first started, my mom was just like, y'all curse entirely too much. Facts. Right. So, you know, so there, there's a difference and a respect. But I grew up with both of my parents like my whole life. And you were taught <clears> to <throat> offer that difference because as a dad, like my so my son does it sometimes. Right. Like sometimes mm-hmm. like he'll say something and I, and I have to make sure he understand like, hey, you don't say that to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts, facts, <laughs> you know? facts, facts. So I think, I think you, you have to have a parent around to to understand those dynamics. This is that biracial shit that I just can't get past. <laughs> because growing up as a black boy, I've never used the n word uh, with anybody over the age of fifty. Yeah. If you are there, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I I, I, I don't see I don't see me using I, it. I can never look yeah. at my grandma and say, "Yo, grandma, these niggas be doing such and such." Yeah. Because. 
they went through a time where they couldn't go to school with certain people. Yeah. Uh, they went through a time in life where they was called a nigga for a certain reason. And it wasn't no embracing. You know what I'm saying? So Logic is getting his shit off with his dad. And it's like, damn, bro. Like, I, I, you know, I just pray for him because one day you're going to have to find yourself, bro. Because if not, you're just going to spin out of control. Um, anyway, let's lighten this up before we hop up out of here. Sports segment. This is my favorite time of the day. Why? Because Mike gets to explain how the hell they lost the Super Bowl. Got out coach, bro. That was a coaching clinic. By uh, Steve and Andy <laughs> Reid, bro. I mean, uh, Kyle, you can't defend it. Can cannot defend not running the ball. And I get it, right? Kyle Shanahan did not trust anybody outside of his starters in that game. But once you lost Greenlaw and Burks came in, Steve Wilkes, it was something else that you needed to do with that defense. Uh, when you when you saw Christian McCaffrey was gassed in that game, mm-hmm. you got to run Elijah Mitchell, and Elijah Mitchell came in and did well. So the fact that you, the fact that we did not keep running the ball. Down Kansas City throat. Uh, it's on the coaches, man. Like I, do I, y'all keep him? Yeah, I mean you got to keep him. I mean, who else you gonna hire? I mean he's he's bad at one thing, which is obviously big games. So he got to <laughs> get he got to go see a sports psychiatrist and get through the yips on that shit. Like you, this is the yips now. You got to go mm. fix that shit, bro. Like as a coach, I think he does well. Uh, we've gotten extremely lucky, uh, mm. you know, with. Um, uh, Lynch and Shanahan, like we've had picks, we have we had picks like Debo that was second round pick, Brandon Ayuk, which you know nobody really understood at the time that ended up working out. But uh, you know Brandon Ayuk first year he did not look good. Debo nobody expected him to become the player that he became. George Kittle nobody expected. So that's all luck. Mm-hmm. But then you have you have draft picks like uh, like Kenlaw that didn't work out after we traded away uh, with that DeForest Buckner. Yeah, to to uh, Indianapolis. So it's like uh, we've gotten lucky, you know. Fuck, I obviously brought Purdy. We've gotten lucky because Trey Lance did not work out. Everybody got to get their shit together. We got to draft better, and we got to hire offensive coordinators or offensive minds that can, you know, help us game plan in big games. We got to mm. we got to get better. Um, big deal, no deal. Travis Kelsey bumping into his coach. Uh, well, that would have been a black guy bumping into his coach. What, what, what would have ESPN said on that? Thug. Yeah, it, it, it'll still be running. It'll still be running. Yeah. So like, nah, and and you know, again, which is why I shoot black men so much bail because nobody else is gonna do it. Travis Kelsey came and put his hands on Andy Reid. Like well, Andy he bumped him. Yeah, he put his hands on him. He. He put his hands on him. Hands is a strong. Yeah, dude. If that would have, if that would have been, uh, if that would have been, um, Miles Garrett running up on the coach, right? Yeah. Like everybody would have lost their shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah. Like you know, it, I love how it's passionate when it's not a black person, oh, and mean, then when a yeah. black person do it, it's like, oh my god, it's it's too much intensity here. Well, and winning the Super Bowl helps. Definitely winning the Super Bowl helps, but I don't think they would have said anything if 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 it if they had lost. Oh no! Nah, they, 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 yeah, they would have no. They would have Dana Whited that shit. Nah, they, they would have Dana Whited it. I think it would have been some smoke on if you would have lost. However, you won. Your girl there is big, and then you know they did do the cleanup. Now we can't take away them doing the cleanup because they did the cleanup of yo Andy Reid was out off balance. Travis Kelsey just bumped him a little bit. You know whatever. Um, <laughs> It is what it is. Prize picks. I don't know what y'all doing. If y'all want to run an ad here, please let us know. The only thing they're going to give us is a million dollars to use on their website. 
Absolutely, and they're going to tell us, you better pick these so y'all can win. <laughs> I've never seen so many celebrities win from one app, and it was all a million dollars. Like when Ruby Rose was like, I only need a half of a yard, and then I'm going to win a million dollars, and then she got it, and it was just like, all right, sis. Like, yeah. That threw me off. They can't withdraw any of that money. Oh, yeah, it's going to be all in promo. It's all promo code. This yeah. Is, yeah, and then fucking uh, Drewski doing the same thing. You know, it's just super interesting to me. Um. That was the same thing. Uh, before I load up this last clip, what you got planned this weekend? Uh, nothing too much, man. It was uh, this weekend was my son's birthday party, so we had his birthday party. Okay, that was a good time. Fellas came through. There you uh, go. Saw, mm. saw the ex in laws. It's always a good time. Mm. Always a good time, man. Always a good time. Yeah, <laughs> always a good time. I got a comment, but it has nothing to do with your family. It got everything to do with mine. <laughs> but uh, you know, you gotta say that regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah well. Yeah. But it do. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they still be listening sometimes. Yeah. Even though happened in your dating experience to where you're now like, yeah. It's a lot of pressure on black men, specifically dating black women. And mm. I love black women. Social media and the culture has put a lot of pressure on us. This could be just based on environment. Mm -hmm. um, when I moved to Atlanta, you know, Ooh. women here are very entitled. Mm. Um, it's, and listen, I'm not blaming anybody. So I don't want this to turn when into. When you say that. entitled, though, break. What does entitled um, mean? I'll say financially entitled. I feel extreme mm. pressure. And I get hit on by white women. I get hit on by all kinds of women. But when I get hit on by black women, I immediately feel this entitlement of, I got to pay for something. Mm. Mm. Wow. I got to pay your rent. I got to help mm. you with your car note immediately within two weeks. Or I got to, I'm just saying what I've experienced. I'm not saying that's every woman. Nowadays, if I take somebody on a it's $400. Date, <laughs> immediately. And I don't even drink. So if she drink, that's, a couple hundred, if the hookahs, 45, dessert? lamb chops, is 50, dessert. Mm -hmm. So by the time, VIP, valet. or valet, I was just getting ready to say valet. So we didn't spend $400 for me to see if you like me. Say that again. Mm. So it's like I'm spending and I'm spending, I'm spending. And that's just the first date. You want to go out again. That's a, so I, I didn't spend $1,000 on three dates just to see if you might call me back or maybe mm. text me back. And then because you're a beautiful woman, if you don't like me, you can go get the next man to do the same thing. He is not lying. First of all, I will say this before I let Mike go off. I don't know how y'all date in Atlanta. I see why so many of y'all are drug dealers down there. Because <laughs> or it, scammers. Or scammers because it's impossible today. I knew an escort down there who said uh, she was going to turn her life around and become a scammer. <laughs> she turn her life around? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. It's not really turning your life around. It's yeah. like a 10 degree turn. Yeah. Still, still in the same direction. It's not really it's not 180 degrees. Shout out to Atlanta escorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I was yeah. taking her pictures. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, we might want to might want to specify that. Please. Uh, yeah, dude's a simp. Really? Yeah, he's a simp. He's a simp. How? And, and, and to any, and to any guy that's listening to that, and you're like, yeah, man, that that's true. Like, so the first, it, I'm gonna forgive you because when I first heard it, I hadn't had my coffee yet, and I was just like, yeah, you know, dating is tough. And then I went back and listened to it after I had my coffee, and I was just like, oh shit, he's a simp. Like. <laughs> <laughs> because he's waiting on women to hit on him, right? Which means that he's dressing, he's looking good. He, like, he well, he didn't say that. No, he did. He did. Go back and listen to it. He, he said, said well, he said when women hit on when me. When they hit on him. When they hit on He me. didn't say he was waiting, though. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he did not say he was waiting, but okay. but but I'm going to tell you how I figured out okay, that he's gotcha. waiting <laughs> that for women to hit on him, right? So, but this is the thing. When you, if you're dating beautiful women and you're somewhere and those beautiful women are hitting on you because he, he's, he's saying there's beautiful women. Mm -hmm. They're doing this because you're making it obvious that you're worth no, getting to know, right? Mm. Most And it's most of the time because, you know, you're, you know, you got a table. 
chain section. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So when you get hit on, you know what I'm saying? Like they they not just if you didn't have any of that on, right? Like yeah. if if you if you could just throw on a white t shirt, pair of jeans, sit at the end of the bar and beautiful women hit on you, all right, you probably fine. You probably fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you had a regular bar, right? Yes. Because if you had a high end bar, pause right? That, by yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Super pause. But like you, you know, if you was at, if you, but if you had the W though, and you have a white t shirt, she's gonna hit on you because she's like, "Yo, you're here, right?" But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about like a regular bar. You're at fucking Applebee's. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you know, like, yo, yeah, you're attractive. Mm-hmm. So he goes on about getting hit on. Then he's like, "All right, I spent four hundred dollars on the first date." Mm. All right, that sounds fair. Where, where are you going for four hundred dollars further? You're not you're not you're not going to Outback. You're not going to Texas okay. Roadhouse. But it's Atlanta, and he said lamb chops. The lamb chops is fifty. The hookah is forty five. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, right? If you're already taking a girl out to a spot that that has hookah and lamb chops, yeah, there is a section in the back. <laughs> it's, already, it's a VIP already there. It's it's a terrible date idea in the first place, which means that you're trying to impress an extremely beautiful woman. Then he's like, "Yo, I spent a thousand dollars." Hoping that you text me or call me back. That's what bro lost me. I, <laughs> he lost me. I, I stood with you, bro, until and, and I was like, "Yo!" Like, so the first time I listened to it, I was like, "I, I got it." But then when I went, it, when I really went and listened through it, like, bro, I'm not spending a thousand dollars hoping a woman calls me back, bro. Yeah, I already know she's calling me back. I already know she's texting me. Chances are, my when I wake up in the morning, I already got a good morning text. Or is she right there? Or she's right there, right? So it's like, yo, like y'all guys really gotta stop. You're not even tricking, right? Because a trick would understand, like, yo, I don't care if she calls me back or not. Yeah. When you're like, yo, I'm doing all this hoping that you like me, it is simping. And I know women like it because you're getting taken out. You yeah. don't have to commit. The lamb chops. He's like, what, what did he say? There's five, six other guys mm-hmm. that she could call, you right? So so you're trying to spend money to keep her from hanging out with the other guy versus if you just trick, you wouldn't care. You'd yeah. be like, yo, whenever I need you, this is what I'm going to do to get you. And then you can go back to doing what you're doing. You know, um, what's weird for me is like who are teaching our brothers this this logic that it's okay. Um, because yo, you you spending four hundred. I uh, I personally understand it going out in Atlanta how you could spend four hundred. I get it. Um, I get it because it's Atlanta. And for those who do not know, because maybe you live in Nebraska, you live in Wisconsin, Atlanta is Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> it is. You, but you, it burns. But if a woman, so go, let's go back to the first part of of the of the pod today, where she was like, "Yo, if you walk twenty two times around the park, eventually she's going to get thirsty." Mm-hmm. All right. If a woman walks with you in the park, and Atlanta has a really nice park to go walk in, they do, and you can go drop sixty seventy bucks in that damn park. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that's not that's not even going to be cheap. Atlanta ain't cheap. <laughs> so. So, but it's, but here's the thing, right? If if I tell a woman I want to meet her at um, what is that park name? It's not Centennial. Um, whatever Grand, it is, Grand something. Go ahead. Anyway, but it was like, yo, I, you know, I want to, I want to go, I want to go to the park, and you know, let's just go out there and just walk around, sit sit next to the lake or whatever. If that woman is interested in you, she's gonna be absolutely right. But if you say that to a woman, she's like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to the park. It's gonna be too hot. Okay, first off, she's not interested. Mm-hmm. If your first thought is, well, let me up the ante. Well, hey, let's go to BLT at the W then. Nah, bro. And I can, and you know, and I can get a room there because you're gonna spend four hundred dollars at the BLT at the W. Facts, right? And it's like, and if she says, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Bro, she ain't interested. And if you think that if I do this two or three times, that'll make her interested, that is simping. So the question is, I asked a dad segment today, you could sponsor this part of the pod. How do I know if a chick is interested in me? I'm taking her on a date. Like, what's some signs? Because uh, I, I, because here's the thing. If I'm going out, if it's our first date, we have talked men and, and women 
We have taught them both um, that, yo, you do need to impress somebody on the first day. You need to make a good first impression. Excuse yeah. me. So I'm not going to fault the guy who says, yo, I want to take you out to a nice restaurant because maybe, yo, maybe I don't want to take you to Friday's. Maybe I don't want to go to the bar up the street, but maybe I'm saying, you know what? Maybe we go out to eat or maybe we already did that. But this is like the first real date where it's like, yo, let's go out to eat. So maybe I do take you to BOT. Now, you're going to spend $300 at BOT. <laughs> like that is not in Charlotte. You're spending three. So in yeah. Atlanta, you spending five. I get that. I mean, but if you go to the hookah bar with a chick in Atlanta, you're going to spend $300. There's oh, yeah. No hookah, way hookah 50 bucks everywhere you go. And the repack 45. Exactly. So, like, so yeah, you're going to spend it. But after that first date, how do I know she was interested in me or not? How do I know like this? Dude, a woman is going to let you know if she's interested or not. Like, it, there's going to be sexual tension there. You ain't gonna have to ask for it. <laughs> you, you're not. I promise you, you are not going to have to ask for it, bro. Like, she is going to be making innuendos, insinuations. She go. She gonna her talk's gonna be slick. Like, you gonna be like, yo, she. She she tried to get me to ask for a new like she's going to put it out there to that she's interested like you're not gonna want if if you're wondering if a girl a woman is interested in you bro she ain't, she, interested. She ain't interested there you go she ain't interested bro like it's, it's a piece of cake it's really simple and here's the thing I'm not telling you to not not keep pushing because sometimes you can't sometimes she's not interested because there is competition. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's something that men have to be real comfortable with. Like, you want a beautiful woman, bro? Yeah, chances are somebody else wants her too. Fact, right? And chances are he got there before you did. Yeah. So you're trying to take her for somebody. Like, even if she ain't in a relationship, you still trying to take you trying to pry her attention away from that guy over to you, right? How, and, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing: if you do it with money, that's where you fuck up, right? Like, yeah. because then she's just there for the resources. So that means the next time somebody has more resources come along, then they gonna pry her attention away from you. Mm. So, you know, so if you actually want her, you got to be able to pry her attention away without money. My favorite Pusha T line is never fall in love with a bitch that loves the camera. She'll fuck you and turn around and fuck the janitor. <laughs> and that's such a real ass line. God. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not not absolutely wrong. It's not absolutely wrong, man. If she's in, if the janitor's attractive and you just pissed her off. Yeah, yeah, or if the janitor know how to make her look pretty, yeah. or make her feel pretty, yeah, she will. Bro. Like it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tough game out here, man. <laughs> Stop simping though. Stop simping. Like I said, when I first heard, it, I was just like, oh man, I was like, I kind of feel for this brother. I'm trying to think where's me and Karina first date at. It was probably somewhat stupid, dude. If a woman likes you, bro, she don't care where she's going. I think we went to tilt, dude. They were like. <laughs> No class. How, yeah, how, how many times you know have, have a woman liked you, and then you like you like you really don't have time for her because you, guess what? You really don't like her. And then you know eventually she'd be like, "I can come over." And you'd be like, "God, yeah, <laughs> right." I, like that that happens. That's a woman is interested, right? Like, yo, I can come over, right? Mm-hmm. If you got to be like, nah, let me take you out to somewhere. My man said, "I spent a thousand dollars to see to see if she's going to text." Or call me back. That's I low key felt bad for bruh because I was just like, "Where's your dad?" Oh, yeah, yeah. You you know that's always a question. (laughs) Like, bruh, like if you got money like that, bruh, like stop simping. There's women out here that are interested in you, or donate it to a kid going to a HBCU. That's my new thing. (laughs) Please give it to a HBCU. Please. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Shout out to Jake. Jake know who he is. We all went out this past weekend to see if Jake gonna join our crew. Um, Jake was a cool dude, man. I got so drunk on Friday that uh, bro, I had four drinks. I had to go home. That was I don't it, know what happened. bro. 
I felt like a lightweight. Like, I mean, clearly I was. I don't know what happened, bro. I like, I was just like, yo, I, I went home. I got on the couch. It like, it hit me and I went to sleep. But you know, what's funny was we went to a bar and I was like, yo, are we sure we supposed to be here? Because, um, last year in Charlotte, a dude took a shorty out on a date and I'm only speculating what happened, but just know that her ex-boyfriend pulled up and killed both of them. And I was like, what yo. The hell? It's in South End at Vinyl, man. If you ever look it up, a dude took a chick out on a date and her man pulled up or somebody who believed that that was his girl pulled up, shot them both, killed them. And I was like, yo, y'all know it ain't sweet down here. Yeah. But you know what? I told them, I said, that made me have a conversation with my boys. And I told my wife to have that conversation with her uh, brother about like, yo, you need to be careful who you taking out because these chicks will lie to you. Line your ass up and put you in danger that you don't even know this. Yeah, out you don't there. know you in. Yeah, I was like, so you know, and I remember, you know, you used to take these chicks out, but like, you got a man, they'd be like, I don't know, and it's like, you know, when you're 21, it's cute. Now these little niggas want, you know, they got switches. So y'all be careful. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. And with that, we are gonna holler at y'all next time. Holler at your boy.